0: welcome to the interview i'm andrew damlin where we are back at raptors 905 practice and we are speaking with someone where if you need a bucket this is who you go to and his name is Kevon harris keyvon how are you i'm good man how you doing i'm good thanks no thank you for doing this the first question i like to ask for newcomers to the 905 and you're actually one of the older guys at 24 years old but going back to ellenwood georgia what is kind of the first vivid basketball memory you have growing up there?
1: Um, I would say playing in church league early years when I was a kid. You know, I started out playing basketball outside in my neighborhood. outside my neighborhood and stuff. And then I just, you know, kept going, fell in love with it and found a passion
0: and kept going since. And I know your mom and your grandmother are big, big influences on you. You talk about you got to play with a little bit of humility to you. But when i see you play there's a swagger to you as well there's a little bounce there's an extra hang on the rim there's a little head nod when you make a three ball in your upbringing where did that type of swagger aspect of your game come from
1: um man just just playing outside just just, it just i just keep it with me it's it's on me not you know it's in me so i guess you know i just it come with it you know i bring it every day with me on and off the court you know i got a swag about me so I just try and play with passion out there and have fun.
0: And one of your influences that you talk about, you talk about James Harden, which is standard, and another guy that you said you liked, that you were a fan of, which I loved, was Lance Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I grew up uh, watching a little bit of Lance Stevenson. I like his game, his demeanor. You know, I feel like every time I'm on the court, regardless if I'm getting 20 or not, I try and have a huge impact. And I felt like, you know, that's a little bit of what he does for sure. Regardless if be at 20 or eight, you know, you know that he's on the
0: court for sure. And there's just a physicality uh to the finishing around the rim that you've definitely picked up and you brought to the 905 but sticking with the atlanta era atlanta area you head off to martin luther king high school and you have an amazing career your last season there you were 24 and 6 and malik beasley is an atlanta native as well did you play any basketball against him growing up in atlanta
1: i didn't i didn't i didn't get the chance to i didn't get a chance to but Um, Who do we play? We played Miller Grove, uh, Artari Gilbert. We had a couple good players and stuff like that. Uh, Bryce Brown from the Nets. Um, Who else? A couple others, I'd say, we played a good schedule. My last year, we actually didn't have any home games. It was all the way games. So we just just got it out the mud that year.
0: (laughs) And your your last year, you head to Daytona Beach for uh, for prep school before you head off to Stephen F. Austin University. And I I spoke with Kyle Keller, your head coach uh, yesterday. And, um, you know, I just, I just contacted him quickly, and, and his PR person got back to me right away. Kyle called me, and he says, what do you want to talk about? We love Kevon over here. Let's, let's talk about anything. And I asked him, you know, what's a story from Kevon's time over there that might make him blush, that might make him bashful a little bit? And he said, in your freshman season, you were going through the freshman blase, going through some struggles. And so he invited you over to stay at his place with his wife and his kids. What do you recall from that visit with his family that kind of maybe helped you or just just a funny story from that night where you, where you slept over at the Keller residence?
1: Uh, that's funny you told me that,
0: but um,
1: it was, it's dope, man. You know, Keller's very open, you know, to his players and, you know, and I've been there plenty of times and, you know, that's my family too. So it was great being there and um, I've been over there plenty of times and, and you know, I feel like
0: it's home over there, so it was great. It was it was cool. Okay, so I wanted to play a little game. It's called Keevan Harris Trivia. And what that is, is I say a date during your college career and see if you can if you can remember the game that happened. Okay, the first date I have for you is December 9th, 2017. December 9th,
1: 2017, that's my freshman, appreciate it. That's my freshman year, it was in Hawaii maybe? No,
0: I don't remember, help me out, help me out. Okay, it was right, obviously December 9th, right before Christmas. You had a career night in one respect. You scored over 30, it wasn't your career high. It was against Rice.
1: Rice, okay, I remember Rice game. Yeah, that was a big game, we played them at home. I was hype about that one because it was a Texas game. Um, obviously, Houston isn't too far from Stephen F. Austin. Um, it was a big game. You know, they play a lot of zones, so I, I burned them a few times for sure.
0: <laughs> it's, that's an understatement. You burned them for eight three-pointers, which was, a, which was a, a career high. And the reason I'm bringing up that game other than the career high aspect was because Coach Keller mentioned that so many kids, they like to hear their name called for the starting lineup. And you're coming off the bench at that, at that point. Did that game – was that your statement, Game? Say, "Hey, Coach, it's time for me to start."
1: To be honest, man, I always felt like I should have been starting. You know, that's just <laughs> that's just me. You know, but I don't worry about that too much. You know, I just go out there and try and help my team. And um, I know I can help by scoring and on the defensive end and and, and rebounding and everything. So I just, you know, that day I hit a lot of threes and I just try and do what I can to
0: help us win. Okay, and so. You hit that many threes and, and one thing i like to ask shooters that us regular people don't understand is what does it feel like to be feeling it to be in that level of a zone hey man i don't know i feel me personally i feel like i get in the zone
1: it, you can't really get me out i feel like you know i can guard myself at that point that's the only person that can guard me is myself you know when i get to that point it's pretty much over i feel like i touch it it's
0: going in and you've been balling out lately but i want to stick with college i want to give you one more date the date is november 26th 2019. oh yeah
1: that's duke game we played duke that's probably one of my favorite memories there uh we went in, we went in the cameron arena and um took one from them and shocked the
0: world had a huge game he scored 26 points and i had a story in my mind i want you to tell me what amount of truth there is to it, okay? This is my scenario that I have drawn up in my head. The 2019 offseason, you declare for the NBA draft to get a feeler for what NBA teams might be thinking of you. You end up coming back to school for your fourth year. So obviously, you didn't get the sense that you were as high as you needed to be in order to make it to the NBA. Coach Keller books the game with Duke. A chip on your shoulder grows where I'm going into a place where there's NBA prospects every single year, and I'm gonna show them that I'm NBA ready at this point. How much truth is it to that scenario that I've dreamt up in my head?
1: Man, absolutely, man. I I carry that chip on my shoulder all my life, you know, um, coming from where I'm coming from. You know, there's not a lot of players going to play in the league. So, you know, I I carry that chip on my shoulder everywhere I go and play in. Uh, especially going to mid-major i had a lot of high major offers also but i wanted to go mid-major because i always felt like i was the underdog growing up so i just carried that with me and, and every year i try and carry my team to that mindset and we, we came that day and we got the
0: dub we shot the world so yeah they were the number one team in the country at, yeah. at, at that point they weren't, they weren't thinking we was going to come and get that one but we came and took it and you scored 20 points in the first half and there's one bucket that i wanted to highlight among many but it was an understated bucket. I wonder if you even remember it. You get posted up against Wendell Moore, maybe eight feet away from the hoop. Mm-hmm. You drop step baseline, and then Vernon Carey meets you at the rim, and you just finish over him anyway.
1: Do you remember this play? I do remember that play. Uh, coach was like, "Man, they can't hold you. You know, go out there. You <laughs> ran a play for me. Get down the post. Get a good look. And you know, I just, I just, you know." Took it in and got the bucket, you know. I was just being aggressive, and I was feeling it. So it was, it was over with by that time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. And you guys have an amazing, you have an amazing senior season. You, uh, you, you go pro, and you find yourself with the 905 for the bubble. And I remember, obviously, you had a lesser role with the 905. Coach Keller said you didn't have the greatest uh, bubble experience. But Coach Eric Curry had a press conference, and he just mentioned offhand, he's like. I asked him or someone asked him in the media, who do you most look forward to working with when you really have time to work with someone in a developmental role? Because in the COVID era with no vaccines and stuff, there wasn't that much time. And he said, I'm so excited to work with Kivan. I wish I had more time to work with Keevan. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I haven't even seen him really play that much. Um, what kind of relationship did you develop with Coach Curry, and why do you think he saw so much potential in you?
1: I would say uh, it, it was it was great, man. You know, um, we was all close, regardless of you know me being on the on the court as much. And um, yeah, man, I just just try to be selfless, you know, and, and you know I, t- I feel like that took me a long way, and just try and be a good teammate regardless of the circumstances, and, and learn as much as I can, and
0: get better every day, and just
1: just learn something while I'm out there.
0: All right, so you finished out the bubble year. You're, you're sticking with the 905, and um, you know you've been with Coach Matumbo for a while now. And I remember my first impression in the first press conference was like, as soon as he spoke, there was there was a presence about him. There's this like, sure. <laughs> there's this depth of voice, and there's it goes beyond basketball. Lots of like David Johnson says, I find him more of a life coach than a basketball coach. Does that sure. does that ring true to you?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You're gonna feel his presence for sure on and off the court. That's just coaching. He's a great dude, and definitely I can see him as a life coach for sure.
0: So, your game is developing like you're you're in a central role now. You've started five of the six games. You just come off twenty eight points against Delaware. What's the difference between between then and now, and, and why have you found such so much success right now?
1: Um, just get my chance, you know, me personally, just get my chance, um, confidence, um, getting back to my, I feel like I'm getting back to myself and, and playing back myself and my team trusting me and my coach trusting me and I'm just going out there playing my game, playing aggressive and just trying to make the best plays on both ends and just whatever I can do to make my team win, so that's what I'm trying to do.
0: I want to ask you about one move and like, I love finding about the personal side of a, of a player, the human side, but, and I just, and the technical stuff, I'm, I will never say I know more than a coach or a player. I want to ask you though. There's, there's this movie you have in transition that you pulled off in Delaware and you pulled it off all of your SFA career. It's this dribble, it's this like transition play where you do a little Euro step, you finish off the right foot with the with the right hand. You do it like every in every other there's like a twelve minute highlight pack of you like you do a crossover, it's very Devin Bookery. It's this Euro step finish with the right foot. It's it's unusual to jump off the right foot too.
1: That's where I catch a lot of people. I like to jump off my right foot. I catch a lot of bodies that way because I dunk more on my left than my right. And I'm right-handed, so a lot of people don't don't catch that. But, you know, it, it's kind of unique. I don't know. I just, um, in high school, I just uh, worked on my left a lot and, you know, and my right leg, a lot of stuff like that. And it just, I don't know, it just became a habit and a little, little secret I got going. You know, I just try and bring it out when it's needed. <laughs>
0: Uh, and, and, and one more thing that there's, – there's one thing we do have in common, me and you, is that – and Cal Keller told me about it at the very end of our conversation. He said, your daughter just turned one. We're both, we're both fathers. are oh, that's amazing. And, and you light up as soon as I say that. Is there any perspective that changes – that's changed you since becoming a father uh, on the basketball court, off the basketball court?
1: Man, just motivation. You know, I, um, I've always been self-motivated and, um, you know, and just – Found myself grinding uh, for it all, and you know, my daughter just gave me another purpose, and just to go hard and even put in more work, and and just chase chase everything I'm going after for sure since day one, and just see everything to me. So
0: you, you could feel that in, in that answer, and you're chasing that dream right now. You're in a, you're in a good spot with the 905. You're averaging over 15 points a game, three and three, coming off a couple tough losses, but homestand's coming up, and so. Bounce Back is coming up. So so listen, Kivon, I really appreciate the time, and I wish you the best of luck over the rest of the season. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me.